My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Thank you for coming back to another episode of the Biotech Decisions Podcast. Like I said, my name is Zach, and I'm your host. In today's episode, I talked to Ian Urquhart, a Senior Vice President for the Americas for Barco, which is a manufacturer of communications and audiovisual equipment. We talk about how the company is beginning to transition to a hybrid work model. Ian says the company doubled down on its use of platforms like Microsoft Teams and added video conferencing to every conference room, to accommodate employees who might still be working at home. Here is Ian, in his own words, to tell you more about how Barco is making hybrid work possible. So Ian, uh, thanks for uh, joining us to talk about what Barco learned about remote work. Yeah. Um, So what did you guys learn about remote work? Well, we're probably like everyone where we, you know, had the COVID situation hit and we had to uh, move uh, really, all of our roles uh, offsite to remote. Like many companies, we had some roles that were supported for remote, like sales, uh, you know, field-based roles, and most of our, you know, what you'd call back office corporate roles were not. And we, you know, I think one thing we learned very quickly is that thank goodness for, you know, the evolutions in technology because we were able to very quickly just about get every single role supported remotely. Uh, we had just actually started using Teams, and like most companies, it forced us to jump headfirst into Teams and use it much more aggressively. Uh, and then we did have a few roles, like we have some repair and, and what you might say hands-on roles that cannot be done remotely. Uh, and those, you know, we figured out how to uh, keep our office safe, both through rotation of schedules to keep people safe, and then also facilities uh, and everything else that we had to do to keep, uh, you know, things clean and and uh, sanitized. So it was a lot. But in fairness, you know, I don't feel like we felt a significant business, uh, you know, impact from having to go remote. You know, I think every business felt an impact from COVID and a slowdown, but we were actually able to uh, keep everything running fairly well. And like everyone spend uh, our days on, uh, you know, team calls and other things remotely. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how tired are you guys of, of looking at a head on your uh, monitor here and, and sometimes multiple heads? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it gets tough after a while. In fact, we, we have done sort of pulse surveys with our, our employees throughout, uh, you know, the last year. And, you know, I think at first the, the if you were to say the negative feelings were more of uncertainty or like what's going to happen and as you get closer now in the last uh, the last set of surveys we did or beginning of this year it was much more the social interaction missing and some of the other mm. things that happened in the office in fact we actually moved to bringing back a rotational model for our office in March uh, which makes I think you know if I look across the 
the U.S. at least, uh, and definitely within Americas, which for us is North and South America, we're an earlier kind of back to work uh, or in the office company. We still keep social distancing, masks, rotations, but we've actually found getting people back together face to face. And what's really now becoming more of like a hybrid meeting where there's a couple people that might be in the office and then other people are on the the video or on Teams and uh, and kind of working through that. So if we had to work like this forever, I'm not a big believer that remote work is the same as in person. I do think that this has proven that if you're working all day in a cubicle, can you do that at your home office? Probably. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you want to engage and collaborate, uh, then you want to get into the office more. And that's what we're seeing most of our customers start to look at is transforming their uh, you know, their space into more collaborative space and less, you know, individual cube or office space. Right. Yeah, I for one, I really can't wait to get back in the office and just yeah. see my coworkers again and just be able to to tell my my stupid jokes to people and, and, <laughs> and I get some pity laughs from you know from time to time. Um you know my dogs my dogs are a tough crowd. They don't really enjoy my jokes very much. Um well, you know, did you what were some uh, mistakes that you guys uh, made or um, you know, things you had to change about the way you, you embraced remote work um, and now hybrid work? Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, that's a really good question. I mean, I think one of the things we've learned is it's not just about the role. So, you know, when you're in business, you know, you, you kind of get focused on roles. And what we're learning is, is that it's it's also about the people, which, you know, may seem obvious, but individuals handle remote working at different levels and and as we've come back to the office we've definitely done it in a in a way where we're very open to if someone isn't comfortable or you know we had early on we still had uh parents who had kids that weren't back in school so they needed to be at home and um so you begin to kind of balance both the role like which roles really need to be in the office and when along with the individual i think you know, the learning that we had that really any of the roles could be done remotely outside of the ones that have to touch physical gear, uh, I think helped us say, hey, we can have a balance here and and we will likely still have roles that are more in office than out and some that are more out than in, but then we'll also be more flexible, I think, for the individuals, uh, you know, as we go through. Now, one other lesson we learned, uh, and you know, I did this myself. I brought my leadership team back for uh, a meeting face to face, which everyone on the team would say was a, a, a really good thing. Um, but one of the members of our leadership team met with a partner for dinner one night, and his wife had been exposed. And so, essentially, everyone at that point, then, if you follow the chain, was exposed, and we all had to be quarantined for two weeks. And not that, you know, I mean, I guess you learn like, okay, you you want to get people back together, but at the end of the day, be thoughtful, be safe, uh, you know, and I, what I'm really looking forward to, and I think this is a big shift that's about to come, is everyone's thinking that remote work is about COVID and what COVID did, but honestly, the the health aspects of this are going to change and hopefully with vaccinations go away. Well, when they go away, it doesn't mean that this remote work concept goes away. It's then going to be more of a business-driven decision. And I think one of the things that at Barco we're trying to do is is think about that now, is say, okay, 
when it is okay for everyone to be back in the office, what is our actual policy going to be and how do we take advantage of the things we learned? Uh, but then also what roles and at what times will we say, no, you got to be in the office uh, because it's it's better for productivity and business. So what does the you know office look like right now at Barco? You know, what, what's your hybrid yeah. work model? We're about, uh, we're never more than 50% uh, staffed in the office. Uh, that's one of our ways to kind of maintain uh, the social distancing. You wear a mask when you're not at your desk. Uh, you cannot, you don't have to wear a mask at your desk. Uh, our meeting rooms are all set up to be six feet apart. So you can wear a mask to the meeting room and then, uh, you know, you don't have to wear a mask in the meeting. Uh, we have set all of our conference rooms up or are now video conference rooms. And I think one of the things we've learned there is that in the past, a video conference room was a, a different type of technology or an, it was an expensive you know, Polycom or, or Cisco system and half the people in the company didn't know how to use it or yet to know an IP address or whatever. Now it's a Logitech camera, a microphone. We have a product ClickShare conference that we use. Uh, and with that, you know, you basically just, the room is a, is a video conference room. And so all of our meetings are hybrid. You know, I had a, a staff meeting uh, last week and I was in the office probably not maybe even uh, not quite a half maybe a third of my staff were there we were in a room spread out and then the rest were on the, the video conference and so you know that's that's the way we're operating now it's similar in belgium uh although belgium had a, a more recent lockdown but like our executive staff uh is in the office most days like when i interact with my boss or my peers uh it's you know usually they're in the office uh and so that's you know and then we're also operating with uh, our depot repair and other pieces, like I said, that where you have to be there. One interesting thing there. So you mentioned um, 3DO in every comments room, which which I've heard from um, you know a lot of uh, AV integrators and end users as well. Um, yeah. You know, what, what other uh, how else does it, does this impact IT and your in your internal IT folks? It's a really good question. I mean, what's interesting to me is you would think with all this remote work and conference room stuff we talk about that IT would be highly impacted. You know, I think maybe it's a testament to cloud technology, you know, with Teams, but really IT was ready uh, mm. from a, a platform perspective. In the conference rooms, you know, we've looked at, I think it's a fair question on network bandwidth ultimately, uh, but because we're half filled right now, I mean, we don't have any latency or network issues. Um, and so what I think has been really good is that it's been more of a peripheral, if you will, uh, process of like making sure you've got speaker, microphone, camera and a display, which we already had displays in every conference room. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we use the ClickShare conference to make it easy for everyone just to connect by the press of a button. And uh I mean, honestly, technology hasn't been the issue. Um, it's been getting people to, you know, be comfortable coming back and following the guidelines when they are in the office and everything else. So uh, it was actually a very quick process uh, that we saw uh, happen. Now, I think it is fair to say that in the AV channel in particular, like and, and even in the IT channel, 
every company's initial reaction was kind of like, we got to put gear at people's homes. And so there was a lot of home purchase. Then it was like, oh, people are coming back to the office. Let me grab a camera real quick or for that conference room. I think there'll be a reconciliation, if you will, you know, as 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 the dust settles on people being back. Maybe it's later this year, early next year, where like most, at least in most larger companies, IT will say, okay, you know, how do we want to, you know, what's our strategy for this going forward? Because I think they're probably going to enable every, I mean, not just conference rooms, like even the little, uh, you know, the, the huddle rooms or the little workspaces that we thought were just for two people who are in the office and wanted to grab a, a cubby. Now you could put a little screen in there and, and a microphone, you know, you can, or, I mean, you could use your laptop too. Uh, but it's really like all of these, these enabling the, the virtual participants in all of the different collaboration spaces in the, in the office. We're also seeing at Barco, we have, you know, a, a, an education and training system that is, it's called WeConnect, but it's sort of, a, it's it, where ClickShare is more of a peripheral to help you connect all the others. Uh, and we don't compete with teams from ClickShare, like WeConnect is a its own platform for education and training. There's really high interest in that too now, because the companies are saying, well, how are we going to train everyone if mm -hmm. everyone's not in the office for training and everything else? And so I, you know, I think I think there's more standardization. Well, I don't even know that standardization is the right word, but there's more thought to be put in it in the future. There's a lot of reactive purchases and, and decisions I think we've seen right now, just as everyone's just trying to be prepared. Um, so a couple of things. Um, what whose responsibility is it to, to furnish you know home offices with the technology that that your employees need um especially um since you know not everyone's going to be at home all the time there's going to be a good amount of people in the office as well um you know who who you know uh supplies that technology the you know you guys or the or the end user um you know, since at first you probably didn't think that they'd be home for that long. So, right. you know, how, how did that thinking uh, evolve over time? You know, so I know a lot of companies in the ecosystem, especially tech companies, did an allowance or something to help employees maybe, you know, uh, build up. I would say for Barco, you know, our laptops have a camera and a speaker and everything built in. And, you know, we really haven't... Uh, offered you know incremental budget or expenditure to the employee you know i i would say it's been the employee's responsibility if they wanted additional stuff um you know even as an executive in our bill like for us because we're in the business of collaboration you know we're partnered with logitech and jabra and so we have all kinds of their devices and i had a couple sent home with me so I probably have that advantage, but I didn't spend company money to outfit my home office. And I would say in general, that didn't happen in our, our company, but I do know companies that have. So I think it's a great question because for us, uh, it's not that we think, you know, the, the computer, maybe it is that we think this, but the computer camera and everything's enough, but we really haven't had an outcry from our, our staff that like, Hey, you know, mm -hmm. We need we need more. Right, right. It's funny. I was on a call with uh, both Logitech and Poly, and um, they were calling me out on my uh, 
the awful quality of my uh, my the camera on my built-in laptop or the built-in camera on my laptop. And um, they both just offered to send me a you know camera and a headset. I was like, yes, because in um, uh, March and April I could not find any. Well, right. You know, it was, it was it was nuts. Um, and uh, I so I gave up until I I started uh, you know talking to those folks and I was like, oh you know what, I will take some. Very pleased. It is funny, sick, because like for me, I have like right now next to me, I have one of the Logitech like mm. things, and I'm not using it. I'm using the camera on my my computer, and it's mm. not because I don't want to use it or I don't like it. It's I was in the office the last two days and working from home today, and so now I'm just sort of like I'm just sitting at my desk. I throw open my laptop. I get the work done. I don't think about connecting everything. I do think. I mean, it's not a sales pitch for ClickShare. That is an advantage of ClickShare is like, I don't have to worry about connecting everything. But right now, like, I don't want to, you know, and then I'm all lighting in the room or, you know, the camera angle, which for some reason on me, I feel like there is not a good camera angle, except for like when it's turned off. Uh, or the people that, you know, like the other thing for us is we have all these people with the backgrounds and then the backgrounds get on my nerves sometimes because every time they move, it's like there's all kinds of ghosts and shit behind them and you know, so it has been interesting. The backgrounds were fun when they first started. Yeah. You know, but uh, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Just like clean up your room so you can just have a normal background. Yeah. Um. So I ask you about your mistakes. So what do you think that you guys, you know, uh, nailed in in this process? You know, I'm I'm really pleased with our facilities approach. I mean, we were on top of how we keep people socially distanced. We actually created a, a, a handbook for all employees uh, for how to, you know, basically how to be in the office, uh, which we're still using. Um, and it, it shares the guidelines and recommendations. Uh, as a company right now, our, our chief HR officer is working on a, a written policy of remote work uh, you know, for when people come back, we think, and we're telling our, our customers this, we think that's important. We think if you just leave it up to your employees, you're going to have a very weird hangover from COVID because you're going to have employees who think they're more productive at home or like it better, but they kind of almost forgot what the work environment's like. So they won't come in as much. You'll have others that'll come in and maybe don't realize they could balance. And so, we really want to have a more of a policy-driven or, or written guidance with flexibility, with flexibility. Uh, you know, so I think that's good. And then, you know, for us, honestly, the technology enablement has been a, a win for us. Like, we don't have um, both our own, but then also, like, teams and the other stuff. Like, as I said, I don't know, you take five years ago and you send everybody home, you know, like – operations or the SAP manufacturing back end is not like something's not going to work. Somebody's going to have mm. to run into the office and change files or something. And uh, we were really able to move to remote work very easily. Uh, and, you know, I think that's a testament, uh, you know, to the, it's, you know, not just Barco IT isn't necessarily advanced. I think it's more a testament to the technology that's out there nowadays. Right. And communication. Uh, so, I, the one last thing I would just add is we've had a consistent communication. Like I've had, I stopped <laughs> –
for a while I had coronavirus emails, but then we renamed them because that doesn't sound great. Uh, but I'm not in marketing, so you know, blame me for the bad name. Uh, but we we've kept communication up, and I think that is critical, critical, critical. So, in five years from now, uh, you know, what does the office look like at Barco? Um, are is everyone there? Is everyone at home? Half the people there, half the people at home, or what? So, another really good question. I think there will still be. Uh, as much customer and partner engagement space as we need for the geography in Atlanta. We're the headquarters for Barco for the Americas. So we have an experience center. And I think that'll continue to be, you know, especially in our business where seeing and experiencing the technology makes a difference. Um, but I will tell you this, all of those facilities will be enabled for uh, virtual demos, which is one of the other lessons learned that we had is, we, we almost literally turned our customer experience center into a studio so that we can have people in there live, but we can also, uh, we can also do all of our demo work remotely. Uh, we set up a, a small conference room for ClickShare where literally you could request a demo and one of our folks would run in and, and, and be able to do the demo live for you. Uh, you know, not, it wasn't like right away, but we could schedule demos with our team as, as one of the things in, so I think that that mix of, you know, being able to do virtual out of the, the physical areas will remain, but we're still going to have that physical space for customers and partners. I think for the employee side, it'll still it'll be a, a higher percent of conference and collaboration space, a lower percent of individual workspace. We will likely still have some offices for management, uh, you know, HR, finance functions. I don't know. I mean. I've actually, before Barco, uh, I worked at Oracle, and then before Oracle at Rackspace, Rackspace had that strategy where even the CEO sat in a cubicle, so who knows, open office space, but I still think there's some privacy opportunities that offices make some sense. Uh, probably less fixed cubicles for any anyone that doesn't have a job where they're mostly in the office, and then maybe a few, you know, where today you might say of our cubicles, 80% are named and 20% are hot, it probably flips, you know, or maybe it's 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 60% hot desk and 40% yeah. fixed, but less fixed space, but fixed space for the employees that would be using it and it makes sense. Um, and I think that open office space, I mean, one of the benefits for us, we've just redone our office and so we have a very open uh, you know, approach. And I think that proved beneficial because when you want to be six feet apart, it actually, we could do it uh, and, and make it work. So, you know, I don't think that, I think there are some companies out there that are like, hey, we're going to cut, you know, half of our, our space. You, we, Barco won't, you know, I don't, I don't see a need for us to save money by you know, lessening our, our office space, uh, but we will reconfigure it. We probably have realized we don't need to grow a bunch more. Uh, and as we grow as a business, we can grow into the space we have in this new world, but I don't see us cutting back. Uh, and, you know, I think it'll be higher collaboration and, and less fixed space. All right, do you have any advice for uh, any, any companies that are uh, maybe Know, struggling, you know, putting together some kind of a hybrid work strategy? Yeah, I mean, I think one, you know, embrace the technology. I think, think of, of every conference room as a, 
video conference room if you're not already. Um, you know, I definitely think remember that COVID, the, 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 you know, the, the drivers of COVID, the decision making driven by COVID is going to change and it's going to be business and maybe think that way. Like you won't have to be six feet apart necessarily, but you're still going to have rotation and, uh, and probably more remote work and, and hybrid. And, and so in that world, you know, it would be thinking through what, what, what roles and what activities you know, get the most value in, in more face-to-face -face interaction. And oh. in there, Lizzie. Sorry, that's on my oh. end, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm back. All right, gotcha. I always freeze in a weird look, too. Everyone tells me. Uh, <laughs> like you're about to sneeze. <laughs> well, and, yeah, exactly. I always look like I'm surprised. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I would say the, you know, how you, you know, the business reason for doing hybrid versus just COVID. And then I'd put it on paper, like I'd document it and let your, your staff know, like, don't make it a mystery. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's good. And and then I'd recommend them all use ClickShare Conference, of course. <laughs> of course. Got to get the plug in there. Um, great. Ian, uh, thanks very much. I appreciate your time. Yeah. And uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for talking with me. Okay. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the My Tech Decisions podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company. If you would like to learn more, head to MyTechDecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at MyTechDecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWComo. Until next time.